When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know words like feature quite heavily. So, if you've got kids listening or you're easily offended, I'd highly advise you to Oh, hello. I'm Kathy Burke, and welcome to this uncomfortable corner of the podcast realm where your tummy permanently rumbles, your trouser button won't undo, and with every fart you follow through. It's a place of eternal discomfort. And speaking of discomfort, it's like Satan's stove in this studio. Someone get the aircon on. Welcome to... As we plod along, wondering what it's all about, it's time to welcome our guests to this hopeless hovel. While some podcasts dick about and talk a bit about football, this podcast talks about what dicks you don't want at your funeral. And joining us today to talk about their fantasy death is everyone's favourite fishing man, Hello, Cathy. Hello, Bob, 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 Mortimer. That was your jingle. I see, yeah. You know, spread a lot of bobs in there. <laughs> How are you? I'm not too well, but, you know, that's life, You're not isn't too it? well. <laughs> not too good. My teeth are falling out. Oh, yes. Got this sciatica thing. Yeah. You know, it gets tough as you're knocking on a bit, doesn't it? You do wake up some days and think, is it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, so it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> to still be here. I mean, it is. It's a pain in the old getting older, really. Yeah. We've both got teeth problems at the moment. Yeah. And they're hard to ignore teeth problems, aren't they? They're, they're constantly a problem. Yes. Ulcers, missing teeth, where have, I, where have they gone? Yeah. What happened to them? <laughs> what have you been up to recently? I'm writing a book at the moment. Another one? Yeah, no one asked for it, but I thought I'd write one. Is this a new novel? A new novel. <gasps> Wonderful. Because I did one novel. Bob, I have to tell you, I have just spent the past weekend in your company. Really? Because I listened to your wonderful autobiography, And Away, right, which is beautiful. And then I listened to The Satsuma Complex, which is your first novel. Yeah, and you're making no comment on that wisely, I see. <laughs> no, I tell you what, no, actually, Bob, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Oh, thank you. I Kevin. really loved it. And I thought, my God, Bob's great. You've got to write another novel. Well, I'm doing one. Is it the same character, Gary? or is it? A no, I thought, I, I, think, I thought if I did the same character, I'd just write the same book. Right. So I thought I, you know, I'd yeah. have a go at yeah. doing something different. As it happens, it is the same book. Oh, is it? <laughs> That's what's happened. But yeah. Oh, well, thank you for that. It's very nerve wracking yeah. for someone like me writing a book. Mm-hmm. That's a new um, arena to be judged in, you know? Yeah. Um, of so course. I, I was just pleased not to be completely slagged, you know? I think the thing I loved about it the most, well, it was beautifully contained. 
And I thought, well, not that I act anymore. I don't really like the acting. But I thought, well, if ever he made this into a little film, I'd be wonderful as Grace, the neighbour. Wouldn't you just? Wouldn't though? I just? <laughs> giving it me real Becky South London. You know what I mean? She's okay, a terrific yeah. character. Oh, thank you. Oh, that makes me so chuffed you saying that, Coffee. Shit, you would be Grace, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd yeah. be good as old Grace. Yeah, but you've got to be South London. You've got to have your rub Becky teeth in. They talk a different way to us North Your teeth are bad at the moment, Cathy. I yeah. don't mean that for, you know, that yeah, they no, need they, some work. Yeah. If you had the choice, would you have Rob Beckett-style teeth? Oh, do you know what? I think I would. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're big uns. Big lads, yeah. But they're lovely. Beautiful. They're beautiful. And you talk about strength. He yeah. looks like he's got a good, strong bite. Yeah. Can you imagine? I approach most <laughs> foods with fear. Do you? <laughs> Do you a bit, you know, but imagine just being, you know, like literally to get on a horse's back and just bite into it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's what Rob Beckett can that's do. What it, <laughs> imagine, just imagine him biting horses. Yeah. While he's watching West Ham, he's like, oh, I'm going to bite that horse. <laughs> Why have you bought a horse with you? <laughs> Something to bite, in it? <laughs> when it gets dull. Got to use these teeth. Right, I think we better get on with this uh, podcast then. So, before we get into uh, the old death and all that business, just wondered what your last supper would be. Um, my favourite meal all my life that I can remember, Cathy, has been bird's eye, boiling the bag beef with instant potato and a tin of processed peas. Oh, nice. And I ain't being jokey. Yeah, yeah. I have, I crave it every now and then. Yeah. And that's my go-to. That's a real treat for me. I just love that taste. I don't know if it's that nice, but it is to me. Right. I adore it. Sadly, you can't get it no more. You have to go oh. to Iceland and just get their sliced beef and gravy. Oh, right. Oh, it's okay. Is it still boiling the bag, or is it no, microwave? No, it's, it's microwave or yeah. in the tray. It's a shame. Mm. But... Yeah, that's a genuine answer. I mean, I love potatoes. Yeah. I, I'd just have a plate of mash with a fried egg on top. be nice. Oh, that sounds perfect to me. Beautiful dish. But no meat, because you're a big meat fan. I do like meat, yeah. I think that uh, it completes the plate, as it were. Oh, does it? A yeah, bit yeah. pointless, a plate, without a bit of meat on a sometimes uh-huh. fan. But yeah, your chicken, your lamb. You know the meats, Cathy. <laughs> I do know the meat, but I don't eat the meats. Oh, are you a veggie? Yeah, I don't, I've not eaten the meat since I was 18. Oh, so you serious? Ah, oh, proper mate. And yeah. I, I know I look like I eat a lot of meat. Like, like I look like <laughs> I like a meat pie, but but I don't. But I do like cheese and onion pies and pasties. Lovely. Yeah, they're great. The Greg's cheese and onions—they're great achievement. I think people go on about steak bakes and that. Yeah, but I like the Greg's cheese and onion. Do you? you? The look on your face—you despise the item. I'm not that keen, and that, that's it. I had to say this the other day. It's very controversial to say you don't like Greg's. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I'm letting down my working class roots yeah. by not liking Greg's. But yeah. I, I don't know. It don't do it for me. But anyway, processed peas, tin of processed peas. Tin of marifats. Oh, marifats, yeah. yeah. Processed marifats. Mm. Smash potatoes. I call it smash. I don't actually like the smash. Yeoman's brand oh, right. do the best oh, um, yeah. instant mash. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, Bird's eye boil in the bag beef. Two packs says it serves one. It doesn't really. No, I mean, that's Couple. the great con of the modern world is serves two. No. It's bollocks. No. Well, we'll make sure we have two that Two pigeons. Point. Two pigeons. pigeons maybe, yeah. <laughs> or two squirrels. So I'd like that, thank you, and I'd enjoy it. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's what you should have. So now we move on to... 
The Death. So, it's a fantasy. Let's flash forward in this fantasy world. It's the day of your death. Tell me, Bob, how did it happen? Well, first off, I thought I'd like it quick. Mm. And then I thought, no, be brave. Make your last deed on Earth something a bit special. So I thought I'd have a fight with a bear. <laughs> Not the great big one. You know, uh, like about a four-footer? Oh, right, yeah. Maybe a, a Romanian, like you see him? <laughs> a yeah, <Romanian> yeah. <laughs> bear. Um, and have a fight to the death. Nice. I mean, it would be terrifying. Yes. But I've always fancied my chances against a smaller bear. Yeah. Not a big lad. And would you wear boxing gloves? I'd go nude. Oh, would Loin you? Loincloth. Yeah, oil myself up a bit so it couldn't get a grip. <laughs> and I'd just fly at it. Nice and I, but I'm imagining, Cathy, that uh-huh. it would destroy me. So that would be my death. If I happened to win, mm. well, I'd want life to go on then, though, wouldn't I? Because well, I'd be the would. bloke who fought a bear. Yes. But it, I have to die. So just a big articulated lorry, probably once delivering flumps. A great <laughs> right. big fucking Arctic full of foam sweets. Bang. <laughs> but um, hopefully the bear does for me. Okay. Yeah, what an experience. I mean, that would be great because people would talk about it forever. Forever and ever. Would you have it televised? Because didn't you, weren't you involved <laughs> yeah. in that death? Weren't there that boxing match thing a few years ago? Weren't you involved in that? Oh, yeah, I had a fight against Les Dennis. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's a shame that wasn't to the death, isn't it? That... Yeah. <laughs> no, Kathy, what a great idea. Yeah. If yeah. I got the ticket saying, honestly, you've got 24 or 48 hours. Yeah. If they could turn it around quick enough, let's get an outside broadcast unit. That'd be amazing. That would get some figures, wouldn't it? It really would. And where would you do it, though? It'd have to be somewhere like the grounds of Windsor Castle. Oh, do it somewhere posh. Yeah, yeah, do it somewhere really posh. I was thinking round the back of the shops. (laughs) 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 You're a bit hard standing round the back of the shops, but yeah... What an event that would be. Thank you for that idea. Yeah, yeah. Right. But as I say, it's not a... Is that no, it's not a big foot? bear. But no, it's not a, a polar bear. Yeah, no, because that's just destruction. Yeah. But I think the little one would do us as well. Uh-huh. They say in these advice books and that, you know, that you should get out your comfort zone if oh, you yes. want to grow as a person. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's out your comfort zone, isn't it? It certainly get is. Get in a fucking cupboard with that bear <laughs> and see who comes out with the sweets. <laughs> see, that's when you will need Rob Beckett's teeth. Exactly. Because he'd probably give you a few bites, yeah, the bear. Yeah. So you'd like to bite him back, wouldn't yeah. you? Get him on his knackers with Rob Beckett's teeth. <laughs> there might be a victory in sight. <laughs> I think there could be. So you've met your demise this way, but you've sort of died a hero, one should yeah. imagine. So how do you think the public outpouring is going to be? Well, I mean, after David Walliams has said, we're a lovely guy, yeah. and um, <laughs> I worked with him. <laughs> and that, once, that, once that's been done... I mean, when anyone dies off the telly, what I know, Cathy, yeah. I just immediately say, how did they die? Yeah, yeah. It's all I want to know, really. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. So I expect that's what happens with, will happen to you, happen to me. How did they die then? Yeah, And then yeah. they'll move on to the next yes, item we... on the phone. And what about your friends, though? Friends and family, how do you think they would feel? I mean, listen, we all know as well, you did nearly peg it on us a few mm. years ago. Yeah. So you've had this sort of near-death experience. Didn't you see some white light? Didn't you? I have did that? all that stuff. You, I, did? you know, I promise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was so happy. And yeah. it's like I believe the truth is, is your body when it knows it's nearly gone, uh-huh. it releases a chemical 
okay. that makes you have this lovely time. Uh-huh. But having been through that, I don't fear it anymore. Nice. It was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. I was in a tunnel that was, um, it was a U hedge, you know, like beautifully shaped, but oh, a tunnel. Yeah. And there was the light at the end and I could not wait to get there. Wow. This is going to, you know, the feeling, this is going to be amazing. And was anybody there? Did you no, see? No. Nobody there. No uh-huh. one there to greet me or anything. Well, I never got to the end of the tunnel. Right. I don't know whether that's the trick. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's for real. You know, I've heard people say that in the past and I thought it's such bullshit because that's just my nature, you know, ghosts and spooky, you know. A bit cynical really, about all yeah, that. A bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then it, it kicked me in the ass, in it? Because it happened to me. Wow. So don't fear it. So heed that, listener. <laughs> There's no need to fear death because Bob's told you it's all right. It's all right. Because your heart had to be taken out of your body. Yeah, they keep a record of it. It's 32 minutes it was out. <gasps> wow. Which isn't long, really, when you think of the amount of sewing they have to do. Well, it's longer than an episode of Corrie. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> wow. Yeah, out for that dead as a dog. You know, they inject it with potassium, so yes. it's dead. Wow. And, um, it's exciting, really, isn't it? I mean, it is sort of extraordinary what they can do. It's amazing. Yeah, I, yeah. I've never, you know, what happened to my blood during yes. that time? I've got th- I three arteries cut. Do they coagulate it somehow? I think that there's a machine does it for you. Right. But God knows how. I mean, we, we should ask these questions but <laughs> before you go under the knife, but not, you're not sort of, when you're just about to have a major operation. Yeah, I'd love to watch one. Oh, would you? I would love what, to live? Watch it. Be I, in there? Yeah, I'd love to watch it, yeah. yeah. I think it would be very moving. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd pass out. You'd pass out. Well, I'd like to come with you because that would be, a, you know, I'd quite like to see that. What, me passing You're out? you passing out next to a hard top. <laughs> <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> Clunk. So, publication. Where would you like your obituary? Well, the only place I could think of was in the uh, programme for Middlesbrough Football Club. Oh. Sorry, but I'm one of them football people. That's all right. And um, that would be a nice place to have it. And who would write it? One of the players? The manager? I wouldn't mind someone a bit cynical writing it, like maybe Paul, Paul Whitehouse, or yeah. maybe Matt Berry, because oh, they've got nice. no time for me. They'll tell it as it is. They will. <laughs> and it'd only be a couple of sentences. Yes, it will be. Bob's dead. Very lazy. How sad. Yeah. It's sort of sad. <laughs> yeah, because you and lovely Paul Whitehouse, who we've had on this show, your fishing programme, did you expect it to... Well, you never do. Something to be such a hit, though. Yeah, absolutely not. You know, Kathy, that was never going to be a hit. Uh-huh. It was. It was like beyond our capabilities. We went to the riverbank the first time yeah. and thought we had something to say about fishing, and we didn't. Yeah, and we panicked like fuck. Scary mm. camera crew. You could feel them thinking, "Oh, we've attached ourselves to a turkey." <laughs> fuck. <laughs> You know, so the producer just said, well, look, just fish. Mm. And then that was when the show was born because it was just me and Paul fishing. Yes. And chatting. And as you know, Kath, it's wonderful company at my age. I sometimes see friends, really occasionally, but, you know, you're just catching up. Yeah. It's a real privilege to actually sit with some, one of your old mates for hours. Oh, in those 16 hours, we get enough for 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you do. But to hear two blokes who are loved by men, that's the important thing. Right. You and Paul, I think, are probably the most loved men in this country, actually. And 
your blokes blokes, if you know what I mean. Us ladies adore you as well, but your proper blokes blokes. And to have the two of you talking about emotional stuff mm. that are important to talk about, it's just wonderful. I think it's really helped a lot of people. But I think you and Paul have really, you've probably saved lives, Bob, with your show. It's <laughs> a kind thing for you to say. I can't. I quite like watching the shows. Yeah. There's not much happens. Oh, it's and lovely. It looks pretty. And um, so, any regrets? I don't think I have too many. I mean, I wish I'd never smoked because I'm paying for it now. But there you go. I enjoyed it as well. Mm. I enjoyed it very much. I kind of, you know, I look back and I think I met quite some good people through smoking. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, so I don't think, I, well, I, yeah, I regret it, but not not so much. I regret slightly. I've never done a solo show, you know, done a stand-up. Stand-up, yes, yeah. yes. I've never done that. Uh-huh. I wouldn't mind doing that. There's still time. You could There's, do that. Yeah. You'd sell tickets. It's just, I've always loved doing stuff with other people. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, you know Jim as well. Yeah. Vic. And um, I used to see no names, but there's some comedy performers. They're right fuckers. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, They're not yeah. particularly nice, you know. Of course. And I put a bit of it down to the fact that they are on their Todd, being pampered backstage, being driven, being, you know, everything. Mm. But of course, I'm not going to get away with that in front of Vic, yeah. nor is he in front of me. Yes. I always thought well, it's good to be with someone and, you know, enjoy it as a holiday rather than... But now I think maybe it would have been fun to have the bottle to go up and just try and entertain. Do it on your own. Yeah, maybe. I don't. Have you ever done so? No. Like I mean, this is why I, I take great umbrage when I'm sort of called a, a comedian. Yeah. Because I always associate comedian being a stand-up comic, like Joe yeah. Brand. Yeah. I thought, I've never had the bottle to do that. I could call yeah. myself a comedy actor. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. more comfortable with. But when they say comedian, yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is that? That's not me. Yeah. And also what, what I find really interesting in your autobiography is that because when you were a kid, yeah, you loved football and stuff. But it's really interesting. I think you're one of the few sort of showbiz people that didn't have that, oh, when I was a kid... All I wanted to do was do comedy and go up on a stage. Yeah. You only had that feeling when you saw Jim yeah. on stage. Yeah. And even then, I didn't think I would be going up there with him. No. Or anything. But he invited me on to do a one line. I can never remember what it was, Kathy. But no, I'm not one of those. I mean, I think I was very shy. Mm. And I think that... I would have loved to have been that person yeah. because that would have meant I'd be in a, a group. Yes. And, you know, people would come to you rather than stood there watching, you know. Yeah. But no, I am the most unlikely person to have ever stepped on the stage, Cathy. I'm telling you. It's I amazing, really am, isn't you know. it, though? When you look back, it's sort of, it's incredible that you just... Oh, right, and he just said to you, oh, will you come on and do this with me? Yeah. Oh, are you going to be in the pub again next week, Bob? Would you come on and do that's this ex- with me? That's exactly what happened, yeah. And then um, then we did, you know, I wonder, you know, fate and everything, but um, we were really good together, me and Jim. Yeah, yeah. You know, we really were, and the f- thought that we met, just because I've caught a fella shagging my girlfriend. Yes, that's you right. You know, that's kind of where it started. yeah. Because she left with this sort of Hell's Angel sort of type. Uh-huh. 
and then it's one of those where me and her, we didn't know anyone in London. You yeah. know, you do that when you're young with a fella or with a girl, mm. you know, that was our little... So I have a fucking soul. So I've cut a long story short. So the fact that I was absolutely desperate for some company meant that I went to this strange little night in New Cross. Yeah. I think the audience was seven, I think. Wow. It was just Jim performing to six of his mates. <laughs> you know. And you were the new bloke that was just there. and I wasn't a mate of the bloke, but um, he got in touch with my mum. And she, his mum had given me an address. Yeah. And to be honest, I thought, oh, fucking hell, mum. <laughs> don't give Not people him. my address. I don't want any friends. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, and of course, isn't it funny? Because, you know, you get knocking on a bit. All I wanted in life was a friend. <laughs> and now as I get older, I give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? Well, you've got your beautiful missus and your lovely kids and... That's, yeah, I know me and the missus just, you yeah. know... Yeah. I don't think you only need a little handful of friends, if that, you know. Yeah. Got all that love at home. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. This is an advert from Uber One, a membership to save money on Uber and Uber Eats. Cathy, how do you feel about being a member? Excuse me, big god Ollie, a what? Oh, oh, sorry, oh no, as in having a membership somewhere. Right, well, that depends on what, where and who. Because with Uber One membership, you save money on Uber and Uber Eats. Oh, double whammy, give us the deets. Well, I'm actually a member of this myself. and You get £0 delivery fees and 5% off your Uber Eats orders. You get savings on Uber rides, but also, Cathy, they throw in amazing extra perks, like a year of Disney Plus included when you sign Sign up for an annual membership, which, as we both know, is great for kids and adults alike. Hang on. Savings on rides, food and TV? That's a triple whammy. It certainly is. And you can become a member for just five ninety nine a month, starting with a four-week free trial. Gorgeous. Join Uber One now and save on Uber and Uber Eats. This is an advertisement for BetterHelp Therapy Online. Goddess Charlie, you all right? You look a bit tense. What makes you say that? Well, <laughs> you're biting your nose and your leg is shaking like a horny chihuahua. Oh, yeah. Now you mention it, I do feel a bit stressed. Come on then, spill the beans to Auntie Kath. What's on your mind? That's the weird thing. I don't actually know. It could be the endless sleepless nights I spend strategising on how I'm going to get a ticket to Glastonbury this year, or it could be the triple espresso I necked to make sure I didn't fall asleep on the way to work. Blimey, goddess. Whatever it is, you should invest some time in getting to the bottom of it. You're right. It's no good letting things fester and get out of control, especially when it's so convenient to talk to therapists now. Ah, you mean our friends at BetterHelp? Precisely. It's entirely online and suited to your schedule. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash wake. That's Better H-E-L-P.com slash wake. Anyway, so reincarnation. We have a yeah. choice. Animal, vegetable, or mineral. What would you like to come back as? Well, veg is just gonna get eaten, isn't it? Is yeah. it just gonna get eaten? No, I could be a plant. Yeah, vegetation, you see. Vegetation, mm. yeah. 
The Gunnera plant, that's a big fella. That's impressive. Uh-huh. People would comment as they passed that. It'd be nice if you, you know, they come out, oh, a lovely Gunnera, look at that Gunnera. And you say, fuck off. <laughs> and they wouldn't hear. That would be nice. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck you. But um, <laughs> mineral-wise... I'm kind of drawn to waste disposal, Cathy. I don't know why. <laughs> Just thinking it through. <laughs> waste disposal. Do you know pedal bins and... Oh, yeah. That sort of shit. Pedal bins, yeah. No, I don't want to be a pedal bin. <laughs> I've done that. Or what about those modern bins? I don't like that. That just they sense you coming towards them and they fucking open up. Yeah, and I bet that puts a smile on someone's face. Yeah, so that's a nice thing to do. Yeah. Um, Saw a horse in the field the other day, and it's a long day for him, isn't it? Isn't it, you know, just sat there. Well, they stood most of the time. This fellow was sat, I think that's what made, and then when me me and Paul came back, he was still fucking sat there. Oh, really? It's a long, long day. Maybe he didn't have any legs. (laughs) Maybe he was in a hole, yeah. (laughs) In a, what they called, sinkholes. Yeah. (laughs) That just happened around him, and he was still stood up. (laughs) (laughs) And all we said was, yeah, it's a long day for him in a sinkhole. Oh, is most people say people would like to come back as... um... No, most people... Well, we've had a mix. The mineral thing interests people. It's quite interesting. I mean, when you say that, I was thinking, like, um, the River Wye, me and Paul always always want to go to the River Wye. And I was just thinking, if I was a bench overlooking the River Wye... I'd have that lovely view to look at. Yeah. And occasionally old timers would come along, maybe tell each other they still loved them, yeah. maybe have argument, mm-hmm. maybe say they wish they hadn't come. Some would say the view's shit. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't worth it. Yeah, yeah. that would be all right. I think that sounds great. A bench overlooking the River Wye. I think oh. that's perfect. Thank you. <laughs> that is perfect. Lovely listeners, uh, before we get into hearing all about Bob's perfect funeral, if you find yourself wanting more fun death-related content, head on over to our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under, where we have bonus content from our dead good guests, read through your real-life funeral tales, and take it to the grave with a new lovely quick-fire game. A large animal. I'd like to take a tiger, please, because it's been one of my dreams to put my head against a tiger and listen to its heartbeat. (laughs) (laughs) Send your stories to kathy at deathpodcast.co.uk. Plus, you get all episodes completely ad-free. To find out how to subscribe, just go to where there's a will, there's a wake.com. So... The funeral. The funeral. Yes. So first of all, how are you going to get to the funeral? Well, the wife always says to me that when I'm done, she's just going to put me in the bin. (laughs) The more she said it, the more it's appealed to me. Just put me in a bin. So that's what's on my mind, Kathy. Thinking, well, the wife will just put me in the bin. I'm sure it's completely illegal. But um, that's what I'd like. This is a fantasy one. Yeah, yeah. A real, just as if I was a black bag of rubbish, you know. Pops has gone. Yeah. Give us hand, son. Ed first, I think. Okay, in the, in the, in bin. the bin liner. No, just in the bin. Oh, just in the bin, no yeah. bin liner. Fuck it. But what about, are they going to take you away, the bin men? Well, it's a fantasy, so yes, I'd go in that thing. Didn't you used to work on the bins? I, yeah, I loved it as well, Cathy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and just go in, get crushed with the stuff. Nice. They might not spot me, and so I'd just go into landfill or something, wouldn't I? 
Yeah. If they spot me, so I do have to have a funeral. Mm. Burn me, I reckon. Right, well, that's well. <laughs> that's a bit later. All right, the buried or cremated. All right, yeah. But let's talk about the funeral itself. So you've been chucked in the bin and stuff, but if they find you on the landfill, then they're going to put you in a coffin. They'll do it, yeah. They will do it. There's no, this is government, isn't it? You can't yes. even just get yourself in a bin wagon and get put into... I, I know, you no can't one... protest anymore. You can't protest. You can't do political gags on live BBC television programmes and you can't die in a bin. They <laughs> won't let you do it. They won't let you just be dumped. So my funeral, so I'm picturing where my bin is. Yeah. The wife would stand by it, my two sons, I suppose. I don't know whether they'd be able to shut the lid, maybe. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, cheerio. Bin day's Friday okay. for me. Yeah, yeah. maybe I'd... Uh, I could ask someone like Matt Berry to come along. He'd find it funny that I was dead. Would he? He'd enjoy that, yeah. Yeah. That he outlived me and that I'm just in a dustbin uh-huh. and that nobody gives a fuck. He'd like that vibe. So, Goddess Charlie said, she wants to know what you're wearing. I don't think Goddess Charlie has asked this of anybody else. Just you. In the bin, <laughs> sticking out the bin. I've got a pair of platform shoes oh. that I kept. You'll remember them, Kevin. I mean, they're yeah. amazing things. I bet you wish you'd kept a pair. Um, but, of course, I never wear them. Mm. But maybe pop them on, because them sticking out the top of the bin. Oh. It'd be a beautiful sight, wouldn't it? It'd be a It'd be great really image. really moving. Great image. Yeah. But you sort of need... The skinny trousers, I think. Because you can't have flares, because if you're upside down, the flares will just drop. So it'll just be bald legs in the platform boots. Yeah, but I could write good bye on either leg. See, you've got an answer for everything. That would work, wouldn't it? I think that's fucking great. (laughs) Um, A favourite pair of jeans. Would you not want to wear your favourite jeans? Oh, that's not a bad idea. I once did Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh, did you? I think, with my son. Mm. And when we arrived at the studio, Chris Tarrant was wearing a pair of jeans with various different guns embroidered on it. Really? Most extraordinary garment I'd ever seen. And very striking, as you can imagine. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind having those jeans. Guns, you know, like revolvers, pistols. Yeah. All embroidered on his jeans. Chris Tarrant. I mean, but that's very 70s. It feels 70, very, almost late 60s, doesn't it? Yeah, because you would sew things. Yeah. If you've got a hole in your jeans in the 70s... Patch uh, it up. You'd patch it up. Yeah. I remember one of my favourite patches was of a ladybird, and it said, don't bug me. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I used to love that. It's showing people my knee. Look at that. Don't bug me. <laughs> See, don't bug me. I'd go and bug everybody by yeah. showing them my don't bug me patch. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, we used to have freaking down socks, patch jeans. Yes. Bloody hell. Because you lost your dad when you were a little boy and you liked helping your mum as much yeah. as possible. And we lost our mum as kids. Yeah. And so my elder brother, John, John could do everything. He yeah. could darn socks. And, yeah, amazing. And sew those um, triangles on on the jeans. I know what fl- you mean, yeah. With the flares <laughs> and everything. But we did. It was all that make, do and mend, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And that's all gone, never to return, I suspect. Oh. Unless it's an apocalypse type thing. Well, I don't know. I think they're getting a bit more au fait now with recycling. Recycling, true, yeah. So I think that comes into it now. This way you've got things like the Great British Sewing Bee on yeah. the telly. Yeah. It shows people how to make things out of old things. Yeah. And, and upcycling and all that. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I agree with it. I don't get involved. <laughs> but I, I do agree with it. 
Um, Don't bother your ass. <laughs> you, you think it's great. Who's going to meet you? Do you think, Bob, at the pearly gates? Well, I hope it's the wife. Yeah. Which is twin-edged, isn't it? Because she'd be dead, which she'd I shouldn't wish you. on her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe the bear took me out and then moved on to her. Oh, right, yeah, So yeah. If, the, if the bear took us both out, I had to hope, would hope it was the wife. Mm. If it's not the wife, I know it sounds obvious, but I would like Paul to be there because we can natter on forever. Yeah. Uh, are you in heaven for eternity? Well, I, yeah, I think that's the idea. Yeah, so... Paul, yeah, you'd want someone there that's not going to bore you. yeah. Never yeah. bores me, Paul. No. Right, shall we move on to the eulogy? I feel you've somebody's recorded oh, your eulogy. Listen. Yes. Bob. Uh, oh, Bob Monk. Uh, sorry, Bob Mortimer. Bob. Yeah, Bob. Bob, my old mate, Bob. Um, well, you know, yeah, it's very sad. He, he's obsessed with bears, and he, you know, he thought, I'm cuddly Bob. I have. I'm Cuddly Bob. I will befriend the bear. Sorry, I've had a bit of a drink because I'm so upset <laughs> about Bob, the monk of Mortimer. Um, but yes, he, you know, we all know that it always ends in tears with bears. But uh, um, unfortunately, Bob, he would insist on being a friend of the... Oh, sorry. Um, anyway, I hope that's it. Thank you and... Uh, Anyway, I really must go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the the least effort he's ever put into anything. <laughs> anything, yeah. But you know, he probably spent a few hours thinking about how can I put the least effort into this? Yeah, yeah. And that's what we've got. Lovely Paul White. But nice there. of him to bother. It was nice, nice of him to bother. It probably took him about two minutes, did it? <laughs> <laughs> I've only had Bob Monkhouse. Oh, I've been mistaken for two people. Was I went to see Rufus Wainwright at the Brighton Dome, and oh, I yeah. went out for a fag, mm. was smoking then, um, and they wouldn't let me back in, oh. one of them. Mm. And then the security bloke said, beckoned me, let me in, um, and he thought it was Alan Titchmarsh. Alan Titchmarsh? Yeah. I you thought you were say Alan Shearer. No, a hundred percent. He thought it's all right, Alan. You know, like in, after Alan a photo, Titchmarsh. he thought I was Alan Titchmarsh. You don't yeah. look nothing like Alan. Well, there Titchmarsh. you go. But it happened. <laughs> so yeah, amazing. So buried or cremated? I think I'd like to be cremated. Okay. Actually, do you know that is one of them? That I would ask the wife. Oh, right, yeah, uh, they yeah. Might, The kids might want something somewhere to visit. I know my wife gets a lot of, is solace the word, mm. from going to see her mum's grave okay. every now and then. Mm. So if that, so I don't mind, Cathy. Yeah. Um, I would leave that to those who are left behind. Okay. If they fancy somewhere to visit. Yeah. My dad doesn't have a grave, nor my mum, and I think now as the years pass, I wish they did. Oh, okay. So, yeah, no, I'm going to say buried then. I'll say buried. Okay, and what would you want written on your gravestone or a plaque or...? Just my name and address. (laughs) 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 An email. (laughs) If found, please return. (laughs) If if he rises up. (laughs) Here's his address. That's good, though, because, yeah, because if you pegged it and then came to life again in a few years, you might have forgotten where you lived. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So that you know, yeah, that would be a good clue. I think that's all I'd want. I don't like those ones that have a real photo on. Have you seen those, Cathy? I, I Not find for me. Them a bit strange. It's yeah. a bit something strange about it. 
Yeah, I'll keep it simple. Name, address. <laughs> you, you get your date of birth anyway, don't you, I suppose? Yeah, the date of birth's on there. Yeah. It's sort of the lifespan is on there. Is on the, there, yeah. You know, from birth to death. So yeah. there should be a, maybe a barcode. For how many pisses you've had. <laughs> <laughs> height. I could height. lie about my height, put myself as a 5'11 or something. Oh, nice, yeah. Um... Yeah, height, these are only things, these are the things you carry around with you, aren't they? Yeah, blood pressure. Blood pressure, approximate weight. Yeah. Yeah, allergies. Oh, yes. Put your allergies on. That's very good. That's very Actually, good. Actually, do you know, it wouldn't be that bad if you yeah. went to see a gravestone of someone you knew who didn't, and it listed maybe a bit allergies, height, it would be quite interesting, wouldn't it? I oh, think Oh, look, it she would. was allergic to penicillin or... Yeah. yeah. Maybe any little achievements... Yeah. That sounds boastful, though. I mean, little achievements. No, no. It's always like the achievement of life is having children. Yeah. And it's always like, you know, beloved mother of yeah. or beloved daughter of and all that. And you sort of think, you know, yeah, but what if I, I haven't got any kids? Yeah. So I've got no beloved. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I mean, my main two achievements are the little achievements, which I'm proud of, is I can split an apple in half with my bare hands. Oh, can you? And I can peel an egg with the shell in one piece. No. A hard-boiled egg. Really? They're my two things. And I think that would be interesting to read on a gravestone. Very interesting. Yeah. You know, Patrick, whatever, Patrick Barker, yeah. you know, could peel an egg could in one piece, Yeah. snap an apple in half. He was allergic to penicillin <laughs> and honey or whatever. Yeah, put a bit of that shit on. He will be missed. Yeah. He... <laughs> so, so obviously, don't, don't, he will be missed. <laughs> I think that's great. I think we should uh, start doing that on our great What information? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unless you know who the person, like, you know, Virginia Woolf, if you went to her grave up in Ebden Bridge, you know she was a great writer. Yeah. Did she like a pickled onion with her cheese? Did she, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, that would be a wonderful bit of information. Yeah, won six fights. <laughs> won six fights? <laughs> Lost 20. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, beautiful. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. You may have heard of the podcast Juicy Scoop. Wondered what it is? Why aren't you listening? Well, I'm its host. Created it. Been doing it for seven years. I'm Heather McDonald of Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. Now, I could tell you why you should be listening to my show. But my listeners wanted to write the ad for me. And here are some of the things they said. Not your regular Juicy podcast. Catch up on all the juicy topics from Hollywood and pop culture to true crime and beyond. Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop 
always has great guests, great laughs, and great gossip. It's a comedian's take on the hottest headlines. Juicy Scoop is the pop culture news you want to hear. No BS, no filter, no filler. Raw, real, and in the moment. Throw in the hilarity of amazing comedians that you will instantly be obsessed with, a juicy crime story, and a dash of normal life in L.A. moments, and you've got yourself an amazing week of Juicy Scoop. Two episodes every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. It will never let you down. So it's the will and the wake. So you've been laid to rest in the bin. But what's happening now you've gone, Bob? What's the wake going to be like? Um, I like that traditional stuff, you know, pub, buffet. Oh, yeah. I don't know when, when you're dead if you could look down. I'd like to see people in a pub eating the um, cold meats. Pork pie and all that all you that. love, didn't you? So, yeah, I'd like that and they can drink. I mean, I, it's the sort of thing I would hate to do, Cathy. So you feel like you're in po- me saying... I mean, I think some people put in their will, this is what will my wake will be. I want to go to this pub. Mm. You know, I want them... I, I would hate anyone to feel obliged because it's just the sort of thing that I would hate to go to, Cathy. Right. But um, for those that did, I'm sure an invite can be worded so that you don't feel obliged. Well, the invite, you know, yeah, it could be worded like, Bob doesn't care if you're there or not. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, and they can have a drink. What do you think your missus would want? She'd want nothing. loads of people there. No, to... she'd want nothing. Oh, would she not? Nothing <laughs> at all. Uh, in fact, you know, there won't be a wake or anything. I know there won't because the, the wife will be ordered. And, you know, and I'm I'm right up for that. Okay. Haunting. You're going to haunt anyone? Again, I'm going to be... It feels it seems lazy, but it's the right thing to do, which is to haunt Paul. Because I get on his tits. I really do. And I think he'd miss it. Yes. I think he'd miss it. Me and Paul, it's like, a, it's a nice thing about our friendship. Well, it's a nice thing about any proper friendship is that you can be grumpy with each other. Yes. You can pick at each other a bit and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd miss not having me to pick on. I mean, it, I just laugh when he picks on me, you know, and he knows it's, you know, it's just nice and he'd miss it. He yeah. might have other friends that do it, I don't know, but in case he doesn't, I'll come back and haunt him so he can have a go at me. Lovely. Would you haunt him while he's fishing? Would you sort of scupper? I was thinking maybe if I haunted him every time he went to the toilet, yeah, then that zipper sound would become like Pavlov's dog. So every so he'd shit himself literally every time he opened the zipper. No, and I, you know, I wouldn't haunt him when he's fishing, although I should. You know, Kath, when we're doing that fishing show, yeah, yeah. He's desperate to just sit there and fish and for me to shut the fuck up. Of course he is. We it, know it, that, Bob. It I probably comes <laughs> So I think I would probably save him from that. Right. Oh, that's very kind. Because sometimes he says, Bob, please, I beg of you, shut up. Give me <laughs> ten minutes to fish. So I'll leave him in peace with his fishing. But are your sons into it? Yeah. Um, my eldest son likes it very much. We went last week, caught a nice carp. Nice. So there you go. So did his girlfriend. They both got a carp. Lovely. <laughs> and then you put them back. Of course, yeah. And you say? And away. Beautiful. So now I think this is uh, one of our last little bits now. It's the will, darling. Rightio. So what have you got and who's getting it? <laughs> it goes to the wife. Yeah. That's um, of, oh, that's what you do, isn't it? 
I'd like to think I could give a couple of gifts to me old mates. I think I said in my book, Kathy, that I've, um, my oldest friend, Cags Keith, Cagsy, mm. you know, like he was my first friend. Yeah. I was 13. But he was, you know, he's so important to me, defined my childhood and everything. So I'd like to surprise him with a gift. That would be the main one. But yeah, I'm sorry to be dull, but yeah, it just goes to the wife. I haven't... Uh, what do you think Cagsy would like um, of what you've got? What would you like him to have? I think I'd give him cash. I haven't got... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I haven't got um, anything valuable, really. You know, you used to think, well, I've got my tally, that's mm. valuable, and my stereo, yeah. but they're worth nothing these <laughs> yes, days. Yeah, that fuck all, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, I'd give him cash. And is there anything you've got that you don't want anybody to find that you think you should get rid of before you peg it? Mm. I mean, I've had some very, very, very um, difficult underpants in the past, because I've not kept them. Okay. But if there was one of those just behind a sofa somewhere that I'd forgotten. What do you mean by difficult? You know, they've been through the mill. Oh, okay. You know? Old. Dirty. Oh, is right. What I mean. <laughs> do you know? Do you not wash them? No, but so they'd be behind yeah, the sofa so, dirty. But I'm just saying if there was one. Right. That's all I can think of. You know, that's that's probably the the most disgusting thing about me has always been my underpants. Okay. But as you say, yeah, they're all gone. Yeah. I yeah. usually send them off um, to be shot <laughs> by, <laughs> by, by a pest controller. You know, the one who's got a license to kill foxes. Yeah, yeah. I send them me underpants. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Well, we'll make sure that pest control person <laughs> gets these. It's on standby. On standby, absolutely, with these underpants. So. Famous last words. Oh. I mean, I'm, with me, it's got to be underway, hasn't it? Uh, I suppose. Do you think? Yeah, underway. I mean, you're tempted to just swear, be foul-mouthed if there's any occasion. <laughs> when you've got the right to do that. But I suppose underway. In my book, there was a, a little squirrel yes. that I talked to. Yes. And he says, you want to think around that all the time. That's kind of his thing. And it, it was a bit of the book that I really enjoyed. Yeah. And it sort of stuck with me because he was basically saying, think before you speak. Yes. You know, I quite like that. But no, underway. I think that's what I'd... That's quite nice. And we just remind everybody that book is the Satsuma Complex. Yeah. Which is coming out in paperback at the end of May. Yeah. So everybody can get hold of that. Yeah. And uh, read about this yeah, squirrel. Yeah, you said you liked it, so you've got to stand by that. Tell us what he says again, the squirrel. You want to think around that. You want to think around that. You want to think around that. It's very he's good. Actually, he's actually, he's got a high pitch. Oh, he's going. He's going. He's gone. All right, Bob, well, that's it, I'm afraid, for this wonderful episode. I'll see you over on Six Feet Under. You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Cathy Burke. This is a Sony Music Entertainment production. My senior producer is Charlie Morell and my producer is Naya Dio, or as I like to call them, my goddesses. Sound engineering by Gulliver Tickle. Production coordinator is Archon Mohalay. Marketing by Abby Brock. Additional production and development from Chris Skinner. 
Original music written and performed by Jonathan Rathbone. The executive producer is Ollie Wilson. 